Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Owner to Owner Comp Podcast. My name is Felicia Harris, and I will be your host this morning. Now, you already know, owning a company is complex. There are a zillion moving parts. And when you bring employees into the picture, things get even more complex. Whether you have one employee or 10,000 employees, it can be a challenge to keep it all running smoothly. And that's where everything HR come in. We do one thing, HR. We're human capital experts. We're problem solvers. We make things simpler. And this complimentary podcast will provide you with the latest human resource and financial trends. Whether you do business in your home state or across the United States, you'll be able to call in or email your questions to HR professionals and others about issues that keep you up at night. But more importantly, you'll hear best practices for other business owners that have been in your shoes. And this morning's podcast is no exception. Today we're going to talk about the issues that are surrounding COVID-19. I really want to make this announcement today. All of our other scheduled programming we're going to suspend for the time frame because we want to give you relevant information to help you through this crisis at this time. And so each week we're going to be trying to provide you with information that you can put in place today. We know that there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a portion on our website I'll talk to you a little little bit later about that we're going to dedicate to provide you with resources and tools that that will help you navigate during this time. Now, first off, the first thing I want to discuss with you this morning is going to be about um, talking to your employees. What is your responsibility as an employer to your employees and to your customer base. And that number one thing is safety. You know already, as I stated in my introduction, that HR is what we do. We're also a financial institution. Also, we're a training institution. Just like you, our businesses have been impacted too as well. But the safety of our employees and the safety of our customers our number one. That's our number one responsibility, and it's yours too as well. We, I mean, I'm a little bit hoarse, and my voice is a little bit gone this morning because in all actuality, I have been talking nonstop and taking phone calls nonstop from business owners and others that are concerned about their businesses and their employees and their customers and what they can and cannot do. And so my my voice today is 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 basically exhausted um, from my phones ringing multiple times from one phone call to the next. So I ask you to bear with me um, in that respects. But however, uh, you want to if you have employees and you happen to be those in that sector or, or in your business where you are still able to work. But if you have employees that are nervous or feel uncomfortable or need to take time off from work, allow them to take time off from work. 
You don't need to ask them, and you should not ask them, and cannot ask them for a doctor's notice because, number one, most doctor's offices, just like the ones inside of my office building, have notes outside their door, do not come into the office unless you've called the office first. So there are, and that's across the country. So knowing that your doctor, their doctor may not actually see them, they may not be able to provide you with that doctor's notice. I personally would tell you to err on the side of caution and stating that if that employee feels that either they have symptoms or they've been exposed, you don't want to expose that to your other employees and you neither do you want to expose your customer base. Next of all, um, it makes for great employee value proposition. If your employee feeling, is feeling nervous about even if they don't have it and they feel nervous that they need to self-contain, then allow them to do that. Allow them to stay in and, and shelter themselves for during this time. There are a lot of anxieties that are going on. And you, as the employer, must be the voice of calm. You must be able to let your employees know we're all in this together. It's a great team-building opportunity right here for all organizations, regardless of your industry or your size. And so the best thing that you can do is project calm and togetherness to your employees, your vendors, as well as to your customer base. Okay. How you respond during times of crisis can make or break your business. I will say that again. How you respond during times of crisis will make or break your business. You must take a look at your business and yourself and recognize as long as you have life and your health, you can recover from anything. I will say that again also. As long as you have life and your health, you can recover from anything. Okay. Now, we've had previous podcasts that talked about the various economic cycles and the things how you should prepare your business for each of the economic cycles. We talked about, you know, being at the an economy being at its peak, and that's when everything is going well, you know, on there. Like we've had ten years of a very being in a very good economy where everything was doing well. In a matter of just a few weeks, we've already there was economic news and things that were out there talking about we were starting to decline. Well, and then you go in that from a decline to where you're in a recession. After recession, there's always recovery, okay, and you go back into peak. If you have not planned for your business for the various economic cycles that I just talked about and just mentioned, this is what you need to do. And we're going to take this step by step. I am not, I'm going to also talk to that group of individuals that are, you know, we have a whole gig economy that's filled with 1099 
employees. They also are being affected. And so I will get to you guys. I first want to deal with those that have employees first. And so for those of you that have not prepared for the various economic cycles, and this too does include you for the gig economy, you too can do this because essentially you do have a business. And so the number one thing that you need to do is you need to sit down and develop a strategic plan for your business over the next month, three months, six months, and one year. Take this opportunity to start with the worst-case scenario to the best-case scenario. The issue that we're in today is very different than the 2008 financial crisis or 9-11 or in my time frame going back to there was a bond market and the crash of 87. This time is very different. Do understand this is a productivity issue. It's a medical crisis issue. Okay? Once we're able to get past this, do understand you can recover, but it's going to take very detailed planning on your part. You're business owners. You're resilient. You can come through this. All right? In that plan, you want to list out what are your financial obligations. If you, are, if you have a business like we do, we still have income coming in. It may not still be at the same level um, that it was prior to this crisis, but we still have income coming in. How much is the income that you have coming in versus that? And each of those cycles, one month, three months, six months, the one year. Why am I going out to one year? Because for some of you in some of your industries, it may take that long for you to get back up to speed and back to some form of normalcy. The next thing you want to do after you've done that, you need to immediately contact your vendors and your creditors and discuss terms of an agreement with them because cash flow is everything during this time frame because you need it in order for your business to continue and exist. So you have to trim, cut out all discretionary spending. All right. Um, it's a necessity. Again, not no need to panic, but it is a time to make sure that you have all of your finances under control concerning your business. Next, um, I'm going to move to your state uh, unemployment. Do understand that each state is going to be different. Some states, and I think all of them will move pretty much to the, very much the same. Um, I know here in the state of Michigan, the moment that they declared a state of emergency and ordered certain businesses to be closed, those businesses that are affected, the unemployment will not count against you, okay? Any affected business, it will not count against you. 
We take our neighboring state of Ohio. Originally, they did count against the employer. However, that governor did change that, and it's no longer counting against that employer. So you need to look at what your state's unemployment uh, policy is going to be during the time that they declared a state of emergency. So, number one, you cannot, cannot prohibit your employees from filing from unemployment. I will say that again. If they are not working, they are entitled to unemployment. Okay? You cannot prohibit them from filing. In fact, you want to encourage them to file. This is the time to do it. If you are an employer, especially, and you did not offer um, any paid sick leave or PTU or anything like that, guess what? We always talk about that hidden paycheck. Um, in fact, during this time of the year, we've been doing those compensation statements. This is where that hidden paycheck kicks in where you allow those employees to access those funds that you've been putting aside for unemployment for them for a time such as this. That's where you get to shine. On top of that, you get to shine, and it doesn't even count against you right now under the state's emergency plan. And so that is an added employee value proposition for you that you need to be able to convey to your employees. Second thing, those employees that are going to be laid off, every employee should be receiving a unemployment notice from you, okay, with their name, how, how to file for unemployment, and your information or who the contact person is in your organization that they can contact with any questions. You need to appoint someone, if you don't have an HR representative, appoint someone to be that point person to take their questions. Because guess what? You want these employees to return to you when this crisis is over. And so the more you made yourself available to them and that let them know that you're with them during this crisis, the more they're going to want to actually be with you or come back to you after this crisis is over. And there's no greater testimony than for an employee to say how you stood by them and looked out for them during this time. Don't allow them to fall to misinformation. We know that there's tons of misinformation that's out there, and we don't want them to be subjected to that. The next thing you want to do, do understand State and federal unemployment are two different things. There is a bill that I'm sure all of us have heard about them uh, looking at passing, and they have not passed them put together. Um, there will be federal benefits. As of right now, they have not passed that bill, so we do not know uh, what's inside of there. And so we have to uh, wait and see um, if that's passed by the next podcast. Um, I will go over what those federal benefits will be. If they align those federal benefits with that of the state, those will be additional benefits that your employee um, will take part in. Again, 
you as an employer, this is part of that hidden paycheck where you're making contributions on employees' behalf under federal unemployment, and that gives them access to those funds. If the federal government fall in line with the states, that too will not count against you. And so you want to um, encourage them. Most employees will have to, in order to qualify for the federal benefits, will have to already apply for the state benefits. Along the lines of filing, if at all possible and you're laying off a large group of employees, you as an employer can file for all of your employees at one time instead of having them do it individually. That is something you probably want to take a look at and look into. Um, that will relieve them of having to do it on their own and also show that you are in this with them and that you're looking out on their best behalf. You want to make sure that every employee understands and knows that whatever benefits that are out there on a federal or state government level, you will make sure that they get the maximum benefit that is possible. Um, there are other programs that are out there that are called WorkShare, where some employees might be able to go on not on a complete layoff, but on a reduction of hours. That also may fit your organization. And so it's on a case-by-case -case basis. Some employees you have may be able to work from home. Others may not be able to work from home. Take a look at which resources or, that are available to you that will fit your business. Now, I want to move on to have so many things to cover, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get all of it in. Um, and as you know, I must put this caveat in there, there's more information and new things that are coming out on a daily basis. And so I highly recommend that everyone sign up with up on our company, not my personal LinkedIn um, there, which is, is great and fine, but just as you, I'm operating on a very small staff level too as well. And so it's my heart to, to provide you with the information, but I need to be able to make sure I can get the information out as quickly as possible as, and to as many as possible. And so I'm going to ask you to go to our social media channels and sign up with us there, but also make sure you check back on our website, the everythinghr.net, and on the news section, there's a section that's in there that's called In the News. Um, by the close of business tomorrow, we have a whole bunch of information that should be up on the site and resources with links to different organizations that you will be able to access. Now, with that being said, I had a conversation actually with someone on the SBA. I'm quite sure we've all heard about um, there being funds set aside for small businesses and loans at three and a quarter uh, basis points uh, interest rate. And so those loans, there is a press release. We're going to put information out there on those loans. The individual that I had contact with informed me what those, the application has not been released yet, but what you can do to prepare yourself for this loan 
is number one, start tracking your losses. You want to be able to do a comparable, what your sales were this time last year versus this year, as well as is there, are there any contracts or things that have been canceled or postponed during this time frame that is costing you any monies. If at all possible, you want to go ahead and have your taxes prepared for this year if this is the time during your, you know, the cycle of when you would have your taxes done. Obviously, all small business owners, our taxes are not due April 15th. Some of us are due later on in the year um, towards October. And so or August or whatever structure that you may be on. Um, do make sure you have them prepared as soon as possible because that's all information that they're going to be asking you for. Um, it is very make certain that you have your income statements and your balance sheets. All of those are up to date and available for them. Now, let me address this. Um, I've gotten calls and have been asked, okay, when the application come out, will you complete my application? We have no problem in completing the application on our financial side of the business, but do know we are a business too, and we cannot do it for free. And so we would have to charge you. Podcast, totally complimentary, but I have to be honest. We are a business too, and we still have different obligations too as well. And so operating with a short staff, I have to des designate that staff or dedicate that staff to doing those things that do what? Generate revenue, okay, in order for us to even stay afloat. So I will tell you up front, I have no problem um, with providing you with the information and resources, but we c I cannot pull um, employees or myself and actually complete your applications for you. And so I wanted to be honest. Um, about that. Um, do understand with these SBA loans, the SBA loans um, still have the same requirements. They are looking for um, businesses that will not qualify for a traditional loan. If you are able to qualify for a traditional loan, then you have to go to the traditional lenders. Um, traditional lenders are very open um, to providing you with working capital. Um, again, this time frame is very different than the 2008 banking crisis. The 2000 banking crisis, banks were not lending to small businesses or any business for that size, regardless of your, your size. And so um, be aware of that. They're very open and willing to lend to you the interest rate will be higher, okay? It will be based on um, your personal credit score as well as your business credit score. So be mindful of that. Each lender is different on what the, uh, the terms of the loan um, and what it would be. I would highly advise you do not take out a loan that has a prepayment penalty. Only do loans that do not have a, prepaid pen, a, a prepayment penalty, okay? That gives you the opportunity, whereas if interest rates or something fall, then you have the ability or opportunity to take advantage of that, um, consolidating your loans or your debt structure. And so um, be mindful of prepayment penalties.
Next, in that uh, bill that we're looking to come out of Washington, there is a section in there for those that are 1099 um, employees. Those that are 1099 employees, every state and the federal government recognize that we do have a gig economy. And in those individuals with the gig economy, most of you obviously are not paying into unemployment. So that's not something that you can apply for unless, let me make this little caveat, unless you've worked for an employer previously and you have the required number of credits there, you may be able to qualify from that previous employer if there has not been a very long time frame in between for you drawing the unemployment. Okay, so that put that caveat out there. It does not hurt you to actually go out there and, you know, apply online. All of the unemployment offices are asking that you apply online or call their office. They do not want you coming to the office. And I could not agree with that more because we need their personnel to stay healthy. And if they're able to actually work remotely or whatever, we need them up and going. They are suspending all of the employment, uh, unemployment offices are suspending the waiting period. So there will no longer be a waiting period for employees to receive unemployment. That also includes you if you have a previous employer that you're able to apply from. Okay. The federal government loan um, will include those that are 1099 uh, workers. You should be able to supply them or be ready to supply them with the very same information that the Small Business Administration would be requesting from um, you if you were someone that did have employees um, there. And so be prepared for that. There has also been talk in reference to on the SBA site to include U1099 workers um, in the, that $2 billion of loans being released to as well. But I have not seen any other information on that, on what that will look like. Um, there are other resources um, for you too as well. Um, I know in the state of Michigan, there is the Michigan Economic Development Corp. They have some loan structures that are out there for you, uh, too, as well, for you to be able to tap into some of the resources in which they have to help you with your cash flow. Um, it has been very refreshing um, to see that states and the federal government understand that small businesses are really are the engine of our communities. And so I am quite sure a lot of resources will be coming your way. Um, one of the things that um, I want to make sure that um, you do understand, um, do not supply your employees with your EIN number or your EAN number. Um, I received an email this morning in reference to an employer, uh, that employee had forwarded to me that an employee was requesting their EIN information in order to apply for unemployment. You do not have to give out that information, okay? 
um, an employee can file for unemployment just by, you know, going in, plugging in their own personal information. Um, each state's unemployment office will look at or track their uh, Social Security number to whatever employer they have been working with and pull it in that way. They will have a place where they get to list it, um, that employer's name, and then they will match that up um, with that employee and pull in that information uh, for you. So please do not give out um, to employees your EIN or EAN number. I want to make certain that um, you understand that too as well. Um, I had a lot of things that I wanted to go over, so I'm just checking my sheet, so give me a quick second. Um, I do want to make sure I just go back and stress. Do make sure that you project calm to your employees again at all times. Make sure that employees know that you're in this with them because you also are being affected. Take this opportunity and this time to you know, do all the things within your business that you've not had the time to do. I have a ton of things I've not had time to do that actually I've just, I've, I'm really happy to have a little bit or be able to take a little bit of a breath to get a lot of things done that really need to be done so that you, when you do come back, you come back stronger and better. As I stated earlier, I've been through the 1986 crash I've been through the 90s and we had a bond market crisis. I've been through 9-11. Obviously, I've come through the 2008 financial crisis. I must tell you, each time that I've gone through those crises, I've come out a better person personally and professionally. And I am quite sure going through this crisis, it will be no different. And I am quite certain you being the business owner that you are or a 1099 gig employee that you are, it, you will do the same. You will look back and, and realize all the things that you did in order for you to come out on the other side a better person and with a better business. Also, please note, during every time of every economic crisis, there are opportunities for you. There are new businesses that are being birthed during this time frame. There are businesses that are thinking of new ways of doing business during this time. Don't shut that off. We've had other podcasts that have talked about change and how change is inevitable. This is one of those times. And change does not always have to be scary. You need to embrace the time frame that we're in and look at it as being an adventure because there's things that you will learn from it. There's no right or no wrong. These are all learning opportunities for all of us. And so I will encourage or would encourage you to embrace it this time. We at Everything HR, we're here for you to answer whatever questions and things that you may have. And so, as I stated earlier, please help us help you by connecting with us 
on our company, not my personal, even though I, I love to connect with you guys on my personal if you have not, but I'm going to be trying to post on our company's social media sites. Those sites will be on. Um, we'll have some show notes from today to guide you, but they also uh, will have things on our website for you to help guide you. So I'm going to ask you to help me help you during this crisis. Um, feel free to call us if you have any other questions or concerns that I did not address or you need some more information and you can't find it on the website or anything um, by the close of business tomorrow. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. That phone number is 586-461-1400. Again, it's 586 586- Four six one one four zero zero, and you can always email us at support at everythinghrfs.net. That's support at everythinghrfs.net. Okay, and so do not forget to go through and create your strategic plans going out for one year. We have no idea when this crisis is going to be over. So it's better for you to be prepared. When you are creating these strategic plans, realize these are living documents because they will change as circumstances surrounding your industry or your area change. So make them so that they're livable and they're flexible to meet those demands. Again, I am praying for each of you because as you succeed, we succeed. We are all in this together. Please have a great day again, and make sure that you stay true to yourself during this time frame and to your family and your company's mission, vision, and goals. Have a great day. And, again, if we can help you, feel free to reach out to us at any time. And we will have another podcast on next week dealing with another issue that you can put in place today. 